What's up, church planners and church planting enthusiasts? My name is Jared Huntley, and I'm with my good friend and fellow planter in arms, Matt Hess. And you guys are listening to In the Trenches, a podcast by everyday church planters for the everyday church planter. So whether you're a lead church planter or you're on a church planting team or you're just a fan of church planting, then this podcast is for those of you who want to get in the trenches and advance the kingdom of God. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's up, man? I was not expecting that. Yeah, I know you weren't. That's why I did it. You know who else wasn't expecting it? Who? Ed Odron. <laughs> Ed Odron was not expecting that. No, he wasn't. For those of our <laughs> listeners that don't know, Ed Odron is the head coach of the LSU football Tigers. Got robbed. Um, for those Canadians listening, LSU is a university in Louisiana. And Louisiana State University. is a sport that we play where... We have an oblong-shaped ball. and The Bayou <laughs> Bengals. Hey, quick story that I just thought about. What's that? There, there was a guy who was a star defensive tackle for LSU. His name was Glenn Dorsey. A, you know Glenn Dorsey a yep. few years back. Erica, my wife, her dad, we all call him affectionately Paul. Richard, when they lived in Baton Rouge, when he was the air traffic controller, he coached peewee football, his, his son Trinity's peewee football team, and Glenn Dorsey was on that team. Oh, wow. That's he cool. was telling me a story last week that um, they, they beat this team, like, you know, in this championship game, and the coach had a fit that Glenn Dorsey, there was no way Glenn Dorsey was only 12 years old. Yeah. So they got this kid on the scales right after the game. They mm. pulled scales out and they made Glenn Dorsey get weighed. Oh wow! And Glenn has a really high voice like that. He's yeah. like a little petite, uh, like little crazy voice, kind of high voice. And he's this big old dude. And they got him weighed, and he was one. And so Paul Paul said, "Take all everything off, all your pads, everything, mm-hmm. just you know, uh, uh, your uh, pants." And and he weighed in at the exact amount that he could weigh. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was hilarious, man. So wow. Glenn Dorsey went on to the NFL, played yeah. for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's like the number three overall pick in the draft, I think. Yeah, he was a step. We were watching College Game Day one Saturday on ESPN, and they're doing a story on Glenn Dorsey. And mm-hmm. uh, they showed this picture of the Pee Wee team. And so uh, Erica's little brother and dad were on ESPN. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He's got those little those coaching shorts, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Those were great. Oh, man. We I should he still wears those. those. We should bring those back. Yeah, we should Maybe we should back. wear those when we do church planting coaching. Dude, that'd so? be awesome. We should do like a show. Like hey, the a, coach is here. Coach like, here. Coach S here. Coach S here. We could do a, a podcast, but we could video it. Uh, oh, and, man. You know, kind of have like a segment where it's like, you know, coaching with Matt Hess. And it, you could wear those shorty shorts. <laughs> it and, sounds like uh, a viral moment. That's <laughs> what it sounds like. It does. Ho, ho, ho. It is Christmas time. It is. We're coming up on Christmas time. Can you believe it, man? I know. It's crazy. Christmas season. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's cold outside, so winter's definitely set in up here in Canada. Yeah, uh, it's kind of set in early everywhere though. Like yeah, everywhere's been pretty cold this yeah. this winter. Lots global, of snow. Global already. warming. It's yeah, it's global warming. That's a that's an episode for another day. Yeah, it is. We'll stay away from that topic for for the time being. Well, man, I know that uh, know that you're probably still resting up too because yeah. we just got. Uh, did a lot of traveling over the past week. Yeah. I've been traveling a lot with you lately. You have I'm been. I'm sick of it. I don't you want know, to do it for a while. I got to thinking, uh, I told you this at the airport, and as we were delayed six hours in Chicago the other day, mm. you you might be my bad luck traveling charm. Well, how do you know you're not the bad luck oh, traveling oh, charm? Oh, no, you didn't. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I could be your bad luck charm, traveling charm. Maybe we're just bad for each other. Maybe we're just bad for each other. You know, but it's true. We we went down to Iowa a couple last month, 
and it was a really bad traveling experience as well. So, but I tell you what, man, I'm, I'm about to I'm about to ban United. Yeah, yeah, United has not been good. They're terrible. They are. They got us. To all our listeners, they got us on the plane, and I know Chicago had all the delays because the weather and stuff. You can't you can't affect you can't do anything about the weather. But we're on the plane, and we sit there for thirty minutes, and they come on and make an announcement, and they say. Um, we're going to have to all deboard because they don't have any pilots. Yep. The pilots are in LaGuardia. In New York, which is New York City. <laughs> like halfway across the country. For what, those of you who don't know. What did the girls say sit behind you when they made the announcement? Uh, I, I can't say it on the podcast. I'm about to lose my... <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say mind. But yeah, people were yelling obscenities loudly <laughs> were, on the airplane. They were yelling obscenities <laughs> yeah, loudly. they were pretty upset. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Yeah, it was pretty bad. So it was. I'm fighting some sickness, man. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Well, man, in honor of Christmas time coming up, and since we're gonna be talking about uh, how to get the most out of the Christmas season as a church planner, what is your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie. Oh man, Elf would have to be at the top. Mm. That's a good. That's a, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, it is. Really liked Elf. You know, Christmas movie the Hess family watched last night. What? Jingle all the way. Arnold Schwarzenegger? Mm. You've never seen it? I have. It's been a while. Oh, man. That thing is so corny. It's yeah. almost so corny and slapstick. It's fu- it's good. Yeah. I haven't seen I, I don't even really remember what it's about because it's been so long yeah. since I've seen it. But the I Turbo vague, Man. I have a vague recollection. The Turbo Man. Yeah. 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 I think Elf is a good one. Um, I also like A Christmas Story. That's like a classic. Oh, yeah. One. That'd probably be the most classic one, but I'd say it's a wonderful that, life, man. It's the, cla- the top. Yeah, Most classic Christmas know. movie? I guess I don't really like that one. Oh, that I lo- you don't like It's a Wonderful Life? I, I just, no, it's fine. I'm just, eh, you know, like, once you've seen it, yeah. you've seen it. Like, But the one that I would want to watch over and over again would probably be Elf. Though. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one that's rewatchable. I feel like I've watched, like, the Christmas story, I've seen it so much. Like, I like it, but it's it's a little bit overplayed. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion. So. Well, probably because in the States, anyways, TBS, I don't know if they still do this or not. But they play it like 24 hours straight. Yeah, if they loop it. Mm-hmm. When I was in the Marine Corps, I had a roommate that wasn't able to go home mm-hmm. for the for the holidays. And so he stayed and he told me he watched that movie like for 24 hours straight. He just ordered takeout and just kept watching it. That sounds fun. <laughs> I think there was some other things involved other <laughs> than just, so? yeah. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Probably so. Well, man, let's uh let's jump into our, our topic. Let's do it. Uh, today, so... Um, you know, obviously Easter and Christmas time are important times, uh, for us as, you know, not just for church planners, but for any church, really any pastor. Uh, and everyone says, uh, that they're the two most important times of the year, uh, for, for church planners and for churches. And there's definitely, uh, good opportunities that that come up during this time. Uh, you know, obviously a lot more people, uh, attend church on those two weekends than any other weekend. Uh, in the uh, in the calendar year, so it's an opportunity to reach people with the gospel that uh, may not walk into the doors of your church yeah. any other time in the year. So, so there's definitely opportunity there, and it's understandable why there's so much emphasis uh, that's placed on it. So we can talk about some ways to get the most out of um, the Christmas season. But I thought we'd talk about. I mean, we've we've kind of had some some time to experiment with things, and yeah. we've seen what works, and we've seen uh, some of the things that have not worked. Yeah, uh, at least where we live uh, for Christmas time. So what kinds of things have you guys done, Matt, that um, has not worked out very well when it comes to Christmas? Man, we, 
Uh, we've done several things, but <laughs> probably at the top of the list. Um, when we first came here in 2012, we moved here in July 2012. We did something that Christmas, which is probably way too soon. Um, so we had August, September, October, November, like four months to cultivate the field, you know, before we tried to do something, which, you know, whatever you can debate that, but it was December 23rd. So we thought it was really clever to do a Christmas Eve, Eve candlelight service. (laughs) And you know, it is original. We never heard of it before. And so we sent out like 10,000 flyers, um, back in, you know, in those days, uh, the naivety, of thinking that people masses of people are going to come that's a lot of flyers you know mm-hmm. and um and we 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 ended up doing the event and uh i think we had like 30 people come um they were all like there was two people that came four people that came from the flyers mm-hmm. and the rest were all just through our social networks and um and i remember <laughs> this one this one lady walks in with her husband and uh the, the there was a girl that was handing out like pieces of papers because we we're gonna be singing Christmas carols, mm-hmm. and uh, the the husband says, "My wife told me we, there wouldn't be any singing," <laughs> and uh, the girl's like, "Oh, sorry, you know." And it was just it was really bad. Um, the our our city missionary Brett Porter um, led the music for us, and you know it wasn't that it wasn't. I thought, and I like I preached, you know, I got up and preached. And in the middle of my sermon, uh, my wife, Erica, she had made this like really beautiful, like uh, Christmas decoration centerpiece at the uh, at the center of the table where the refreshments were um, off to the side. And uh, she put like this glass thing over the pine cone and uh, it was a candle and like lit the candle and the lights were dimmed and stuff. And in the middle of my sermon, the pine cone just torched. It caught on fire <laughs> during during my preaching and uh, like Andrew Lammy, uh, a friend of ours, who's the city was the city cows at the time. He has to take it, like get it up in the middle of the service and like put it out and stuff. It was just funny, man. It was just it was pretty terrible. I remember afterwards um, thinking like this was not good. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we didn't have any signage. It was yeah. just you know, you just don't blow any at the wall, hoping something sticks, trying to figure it out. But sure. that's probably there's been others, of course, but that's probably the top. Now, now I'm curious, when, were you preaching when the pine cone caught on fire? Yeah. And so did you stop your sermon or did you keep preaching through it? No, I said, this sermon is lit. Yeah. Uh! <laughs> hey, that's the, face my, that's the face my boys make when I tell my dad jokes. <laughs> just, it just wasn't good. It's just, I expect more out of you. <laughs> just a hashtag disappointed. I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I really am. No, seriously, what did you do whenever it caught on fire? I just kept on preaching. Did you? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, man. That. That's I called perseverance. Absolutely. Yeah, perseverance to the saints. I was telling, um, it'd be one funny thing to like ask people who've preached for a while would be, what's the most distracting thing you've ever preached through? And like I was telling you, I think last week, this past week, we, we, meet, we meet in the library. It's like a small room. It's not very big. Right. You know? Probably holds like sixty people. Yeah, and like I'm in the middle of my sermon, and this guy's phone rings. He answers the phone, sitting in the seat. Hello? Oh yeah, yeah. It just starts talking like normal level. Wow. And I'm like, I'm preaching. But, you, you, you don't know, got like a thousand people in the room or nothing. No, it's we've got like yeah. forty people in the room. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm I'm continuing to go, and in the back of my mind, going, is this guy serious? Like yeah. Like, and then he gets up. 
and he just walks to the back of the room and keeps on carrying his conversation wow. on. And so everybody in the room is turning around, like looking at him, like, and you know, I when, think one of your that, elders throat punched him. Well, I was thinking, I was, I was like thinking, okay, somebody gonna get up and like tell this guy to hang up. Somebody's rebuked this man. And uh, it took. I think everybody else was just shocked as I was. So it yeah. took. It took like. Uh, you know, our ushers, the guy that was ushering, it took him a, a second to like realize, I think I need to go tell this guy to yeah. hang up because he's not planning on it. That's <laughs> he's, crazy, he's man. He's going to keep on talking. People so people lose their minds. But I kept going. Yeah, you kept on doing it. I did. How about you? What was the What's the worst Christmas thing you guys have ever done in two years? Oh, man. You know what? Um, honestly, like, we haven't had any terrible experiences yeah on christmas all of our terrible experiences have been with other things. <laughs> other things like we've done plenty of like well the infamous ball hockey tournament the ball hockey tournament uh that never was 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 pretty bad <laughs> sounds that was, like sounds like a espn 30 for 30 <laughs> <laughs> the ball hockey tournament that, that never, never was, was. <laughs> yeah that was pretty bad oh um, man. that was that was definitely disheartening yeah um i mean like i guess probably uh last year Last year wasn't great because we don't, they don't let us, since we meet in schools, yeah. they don't usually rent out the school facilities That's to right. us. Yeah. That's the Sunday uh, of Christmas. And so we can't meet and have Sunday morning worship all those days. And so we usually do, we'll talk about this in a second, we usually do a candlelight service as yeah. a network, right? Where yeah. We all get together uh, in the evening, like on the Christmas Eve Eve. We've mm-hmm. kept up that tradition. <laughs> but we don't call it that no more. No, we don't call it We just it call that. it candlelight service. Yeah, we call it candlelight service. But so we did on Sunday morning... Um, we all went uh, caroling, yeah. In uh, around Mike, uh, Mike is one of our elders. Went to That's the neighborhood, cool. and um, it was it was interesting. I mean, it was good. Like I think, you know, we made a couple of connections, but yeah, it was just I don't know. It was funny because we kind of threw it together at the last second. It's yeah, like, oh, let's do this. But yeah, we'll do something. So that's what we did. Cool. Last year, yeah. sung, sung all the classics, Jingle Bells. Uh, we did not sing Jingle Bells. Oh, okay. We sung theologically rich content, <laughs> not. <laughs> Not jingle bells. So. Oh, you gonna play that card? I got you. It's not a card. It's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, man, let's go ahead and just run through some some practicals. Yeah, man. Um, let's do it. Nap. What? So I'll I'll ask you. What are some important things for church planters to remember approaching Christmas season? I was telling you in the airport. Uh, we were talking about the episode uh, the other day. Um, actually, a friend of mine um posted this thing the other day and said, hey. Uh, what are what are some of the biggest mistakes pastors make during during the Christmas season? Uh, and and I think like it applies here too, of course. But for me, man, it's just trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. You know, like trying to do too much, specifically around like the preaching of like whatever series you do. Mm-hmm. I think so many planners are like we're we're kind of our own worst enemy. We think we got to be like uber creative with everything we do, mm-hmm. and so you know like. Oh man, we gotta build these Christmas sets and we gotta we gotta repackage the Christmas story to do this and do that. And I mean it's a pretty good story. Like just just preach the Christmas story. I mean, it's pretty powerful. You know, so I think I think that's a big part. Uh that's where I would start with trying to do too much. Yeah, that's a good word. Um I remember our first uh <coughs> Christmas after we we launched and we were heading into it and I was thinking about, you know, what I was going to preach. And so, you know, I was thinking, well, okay, we'll do like an Advent thing, you know, we'll do yeah. a, a series. And I made the mistake of wanting to, you know, be creative, right. And my, yeah. my preaching and do something that, you know, wasn't uh, typical. And I'm, 
but that's kind of that's kind of me in my personality. Like, I, if everybody else is doing it, I don't want to do it. Like, right. I automatically want to do. I want to go against the grain. You? Yeah, me. Like, I so I'll I'll push back a lot on yeah. things. Like when people say, "Hey, you should do it this way," I'll be like, mm, "I don't think I want to. I want to yeah. do it this way." Yeah. yeah. So I just I'm very much like that. You know that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think I've grown in that area. A little yeah, bit. sure. Yeah. Like, because I think you could actually cause yourself some unnecessary headaches. Oh, yeah. But I, I remember our first Christmas. Like, I, I worked my tail off trying to develop a Christmas sermon series out of Isaiah. And, yeah. Which is a lot harder than you think. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, I mean, you, there's, a you know, some passages in Isaiah that you could preach to be cool. But, like, looking back on that, I, I go, man, I wasted a lot of time yeah. trying to figure out how to do that when yeah. it really wasn't that necessary. Like, uh, I don't think you need to force that to happen if it comes to you, you know, and the Lord, like, you're reading through Isaiah and, and God kind of starts giving you, you know, yeah. like something or a sermon series, then, hey, by all means, like, r- run with it. But uh, I think I did preach a sermon series out of Isaiah once. Why didn't you tell me? I don't know. Isaiah 9 6 is what mine was. The whole series on one verse? Yeah. Well, that's a rich verse. For unto us okay. the Savior is okay, born, John a child Piper. is. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I never even heard of John Piper. I preached through it, Isaiah 9 6. <laughs> took me. Four years. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it took me four minutes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I, it's a good word, though, man. I think that, you know, trying to do too much and our sermons and then putting too much pressure uh, just on the actual oh, yeah. service itself, right? Yeah, like, you know, just like, just be yourself, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you should, if you're, you should have guests, you know, you should, um, if your people are inviting and you're, you're building relationships and you're in the community and you're doing all those kinds of things. I mean, you, we're going to talk more about this, but you should have things that would connect with, you know, uh, curious people during the Christmas season. And so do what you already do well. Mm-hmm. There's some things that small church plants can do really well that bigger churches cannot do as well, just by nature of size and everything like that. One of those mm-hmm. is fellowship, making people feel welcome, mm-hmm. uh, having personal one-on-one connections and conversations and all those kinds of things. If you just do those things well, church planters lose their minds at Christmas season. Mm-hmm. They think like, this is it. Yep. Like, this is it. This is going to make or break my year. Right. And it's just foolishness. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, we put too much pressure on ourselves to, and we feel like, um, you know, like we've got a spark revival with this one service yeah. and it also really sets you up for, um, you know, I think like if that, if it, if it doesn't happen the way that you were hoping yeah. and it doesn't meet your expectations, it can be really crushing for you. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know that, you know, even, you know, the story that you told, we can look back and laugh about it now, yeah. you know, of the pine cone fire. But Dude. I mean, you and I know you and Erica really <sighs> struggled with some depression after that. Dude, right? let me tell you something. That was brutal for us. Yeah. I remember on the, I remember the car ride home, you know, Erica was almost in tears and she said, I don't get it. Like we prayed for weeks for God to move and he didn't. And uh, it was, it was a critical moment in the story of our church plant mm-hmm. and our ministry here. And, um, and we don't have time to get into all of it, but God used that as a genesis to really begin what God is doing now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but yeah, you, you can put too much weight on yourself yep. and it's not ours to carry. Yeah. Um, I think one of the ways you could take weight off of yourself yeah. uh, and take pressure off of yourself is to participate in what's already happening Absolutely. in and around your city. Uh, don't try to reinvent the wheel yep. uh, or make extra work for yourself when you don't need to, I think church planners are, um, like infamous for this. Like we can't use anybody else's curriculum for our small group. We got to write our own curriculum, yeah. right? Like we yeah. can't, we got to write our own. We got to do our yeah. own thing. 
we got to come up with our own event, something that nobody else has ever done. This it goes right back to the sermon series thing. We I've got to I got to yeah. find a Christmas sermon series out of the book of Nehemiah, you know, whatever. And you know, like, but your city already has things going on, and people are already going to it. Why not participate in that? Um, you know, Santa Claus parades are something that are big here. You yeah. know, they have Christmas parades. Food drives, toy drives. Yeah. Why do your own toy drive when you could participate in the toy drive that's already going Absolutely, on? Absolutely, man. I, I talked to a church player one time, and he was like, you know, wait, I can't get behind a Santa Claus parade. I was like, why not? And he was like, that's theologically incorrect. And I'm like, <laughs> I said, man, you need to lighten up. I was like, we, wherever you lie on this, what you teach your kids about Santa Claus, you're missing the point here. Mm. It's not about that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, my family, like from day one, we never give our kids the inkling that Christmas is about Santa Claus. We say this is a fictitious character, but it's not. Wait, a wait. What? <laughs> Santa's not real. Hold on. My world is crashing down around me <laughs> Little right chair, let us pat your head. Oh. Yeah, but, but, you know, it's like, but it's, I told this guy, I said, it's not about that. I said, who cares, man? You know, what, one thing that we used to do at the church, I have the privilege to serve at Fellowship Pickering, we used to like have a float and it was all this work and doing all this stuff. And then last year they changed all these rules that you had to do it this way or that way. And we were just like, this is silly. And so our new community outreach pastor, he was like, he asked them, he said, can we just come out and serve refreshments and stuff? And so we've done that last two years. It's been incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just tons of relationships, tons of connections, um, tons of talking, you know, just passing out cookies and hot chocolate and coffee. We have our banner up there. We have information about our church, we can't pass it out. Those are the rules for our for our city, but people can ask for them and then we can give it to them, which they do all the time. And so do you do suggestive like you want you want a flyer from us, don't you? <laughs> ask me for one. <laughs> don't you want one of our flyers? That's yes. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. Yes, you do. Here's Here a cup go. of hot chocolate in Jesus' name. And can I ask you a question what, what today? What else would you like from me? What else would you like from me? Um, maybe a cookie <laughs> and, and a flyer, maybe. Well, okay, yeah, sure. You asked for it. You <laughs> asked you for go. it. Remember that. <laughs> if the councilman asks, remember you asked for this. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, another, another, I think important thing to remember, and this doesn't just go for Christmas season or Easter. This goes for really like any. Uh, event that you put on, but always have a follow up event to invite people to. Yeah, so when you're having word. your your Christmas Eve candlelight service or or whatever it is that you call it, um, and you're going, you know, you're going to be having a lot of guests. Yeah, you need to plan ahead of time. Yes, um, to have something specific to invite them to. So I'll give an example of this that we did recently. Um, we did a trunk or treat, which is, you know, most people probably know what a trunk or treat is, but basically yeah. people trick or treat out of the trunks of cars and you decorate the trunks of the cars. It's been a really big hit here in our city. People yeah. love it in our neighborhood. Yeah. We've got hundreds of people that come out to it. And so what we did this year is we've really been trying to leverage that. Uh, and so we planned in advance um, to invite people to the following Sunday to a fallback festival because it was the Sunday where we were falling back. And yeah. um, so for the fallback festival, we had a we were, we had a pie baking competition. Cool, um, we had free family photos. Yeah, uh, we had a, a pumpkin smashing. So basically, we told people that like you can take all your old pumpkins because you know people are like, what do I do with these pumpkins? Bring them, and we're gonna have all types of creative ways for you to destroy smashing them pumpkins smash was blaring in the background as no, they did it. No, we don't contextualize that much. Oh man, but um. So you know we we just we're trying to think of creative ways to yeah you know, that that. 
people would want to uh, bring their kids out and stuff. Next and steps so, are everything. Yeah. So we had flyers printed up that had that. And every person that we met, we told them about it. Yeah. Specific, we said, hey, we're doing this fallback festival this Sunday. We'd yeah. love to see you there. Here's what time it is. It's right down the road. All yeah. that stuff. And we had families come out for the very first time. Yeah. They met us at Shrunk or Treat, and they came out to this fallback festival. I see this over and over and over again with um, church planners. They get put all the work into a big event, like a candlelight service or whatever it might be. They put all this energy, and they pray and all that kind of stuff. And then their follow-up process is just horrendous. Mm-hmm. They don't think through next steps. And if you don't think through next steps on how, you know, how are you going to get people's information? Not just like mention the card, but like have intentional greeters sprinkled in throughout your event that are literally going to go up to people yep. that are identified in some way mm-hmm. as a guest and ask them to fill out the card. Yep. They're more prone to do it that way. Yep. And so you can follow up with people and invite them to next steps into the life of your church. Yep. The win is not the event. Now, the win is the event we're going to talk about in just a second if they give their life to Christ mm-hmm. as you preach the gospel. That's, of course, the the biggest win. But you know the the win is not like hey we threw a really good event mm-hmm. at Christmas time yep. <laughs> like and everybody went home feeling great about themselves. Yeah. Um. So you got to follow up with people for sure. For sure. Um. Let's see. So other things, um, other ideas, things that, that we've done, and this I'm just wanting to give our listeners some practical things. Yeah, to man. Maybe spark some some ideas, spark your imagination for things that you could do. Uh, and obviously it depends on your context, depends yeah. on where you are. Uh, some of these things might work great where you live and some of them might not work at all. Yeah. Uh, and you have to be the judge of that. But, um, we do a lot of in the winter time, especially we'll go, uh, and we'll, uh, we have like downtown Oshawa is, uh, you know, fairly busy with foot traffic yeah. and we'll give out hot cocoa or, yeah. or coffee. Uh, and then just ask people if we could pray for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also do care bags, uh, for, uh, the homeless, um, and, uh, we try to do that at least once a winter. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, I talked about the Christmas caroling thing, yeah. uh, which is actually like, it's pretty effective, man. It's it a is. pretty effective way to, uh, to engage with people. And especially I know like one of the reactions we got is that people were shocked yeah. here, but pleasantly in a, in a pleasant way. Like they were like pleasantly surprised by it because, yeah. uh, I think it's something that, you know, people see on movies and they're like, Oh, that used to happen. But We've we've lost the sense of community in, mm-hmm. in our culture now because people are so yeah. individualistic and they're so it's detached, true. and so we don't do things like that anymore. And I think that people kind of actually crave it and long for it and, yeah. and appreciate it. And so it's a really it's a really unique way uh, to meet your neighbors in a way that they won't be um, hostily opposed to it. You know, it's kind of hard to be upset at. You know, 10 smiling faces who are yeah. singing joy to the world in front of you at your door. You're like, oh, I hate, get out of my face. You know, like, nobody's <laughs> yeah. going to do that. So. Well, I know, I know we were joking earlier about, you know, the, the, you know, when I said you sing, you sung Jingle Bells, you know, and all that stuff. But, but in all seriousness, yeah. the, 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 the Christmas carols, you know, uh, joy to the world, holy night. I mean, these are richly theological songs mm-hmm. and the, they're, they're so gospel centric. You're literally sharing the gospel as you're singing these songs that everybody in society is comfortable with, yep. you know. And so you go out and you sing these songs. One thing that we've talked about and and that we're probably going to do next year is to have, uh, like, to put out some social media advertisement and stuff like that and form a children's Christmas choir. Hmm. And um and like for so like probably in early November you'd start this and they would rehearse you know maybe once a week and you would do an entire Christmas. Uh, choir mm-hmm. service. So, and, question for you: Yeah, 
if you don't have your own space, how do you make that happen? Well, you'd have to get creative, okay. you know, but I think you'd have like, uh, for us, what we've done in the past with things like this, it'd just be like anything else. You know, we'd run out a community center okay. or uh, an elementary gym or something like that. And depending on how much, how much, um, you know, how many people want to get involved and on board with it. But one thing that we've really tapped into here is that people, if it's got anything to do with children, like, man, people will, you know, they'll, they'll get involved with that. If you, mm -hmm. if you're ministering to their kids, if you're giving their children opportunity to do something fun and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so you could even do up t-shirts or something like that and say like 2018, 2019 children's kids choir, whatever you could just do for your community. And then you could even do the performance on a Sunday morning mm -hmm. and have everybody come share the gospel afterwards, have some food, have a lunch or fellowship or whatever you want to do. I just get creative. I mean, yeah. that's what, that's the thing I love about church planning. You know, unless you structured your church, um, with a lot of red tape, which I don't know why anybody would, um, you have a lot of freedom to be creative. It's not like you're in a church that's going to be like, no, we've never done it like that before. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So sometimes church planners are their own worst enemy, yeah. not overthinking the preaching of the gospel during Christmas, just give them the gospel, give them the Christmas story, but you can get creative with some of the Christmas things that you do. Sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, <clears throat> the last thing I would say, you know, maybe this is obvious to you, maybe it's not, but, um, I, you just need to invite as many people as you can and think of creative ways to encourage the people in your church to do so. Um, because Christmas and Easter are the Sundays in which people who are invited to church are more likely to come. Um, yeah. that's just statistically it's true. Um, even you know, here. Yeah. Even in yep. Canada. Absolutely. People are more open to it. So people, uh, who you've been uh, praying for people who you've been maybe already sharing the gospel with on a regular basis who have not been willing to come uh, to, to church. Um, this is the time of year where the odds that they'll come increase exponentially yeah. and they'll get to, uh, to hear the gospel, which kind of, um, you know, segues into, you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about. And that's when you do your, uh, your service, your big service, whether yeah. it's your candlelight service or whatever it is. And I think the most important thing you could do is keep it concise and mm -hmm. short and just preach the gospel like, yeah. like powerfully uh, and succinctly yeah. uh, make it very clear. Don't get, you know, creative. Don't, you know, don't try to, you know, put new twists on it. Just the gospel, Romans 16, let the, the, the gospel is the power of God into salvation. That's right. Let the word do the work. Yeah. Amen. I mean, you know, I, th I think one of the, you alluded to it earlier, but one of the best things that we've done as a network is we have a network candlelight service mm -hmm. and we also do a network good Friday service. Mm -hmm. And we, what we do is we print off a bunch of flyers and we spread them across our churches in the network and we promote it network wide on our network, social media stuff, as well as, you know, our individual churches, we announce it in our individual churches and we encourage our people to invite their friends and family to that service. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's, it's just a, a great service because, um, you know, all the churches are there. All the churches are represented. Um, you know, you see all the church banners and stuff. It's just really, really cool to see that. And but we don't overthink it. You know, that's a that's a that's a service that's very practical. It's um, you know, it's very we preach the gospel and please do Christmas songs. Like, yeah, let me just say that. Sure. I mean, I've been to some Christmas services before and like some some joint service stuff, and I'm like, why are you singing that? Mm -hmm. Like. 
when when guests come and when 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 first time guests come or people from your community come to your candlelight service, like it's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Like sing joy to the world, sing a holy night, like sing those songs. Don't <laughs> don't don't get in there and like bust out like some something that's not that. Yeah. And um so I've seen that before. But yeah, invite people. I know it sounds like, yeah, well, but invite people. Mm-hmm. That's a really important thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you can, uh, in, like one of the practical ways that you can help um, submit that or spark that is you can print off uh, invite cards ahead of yep. time and give them to the people in your church and then have them, you know, ch- even challenge them. Say, hey, uh, I want to challenge you to invite, you know, like three people or whatever to yeah. have this, you know, Christmas service. And you can even make it, you know, like a, a you know, like a big deal, like, Hey, we're going to pray together as a church. You can make it almost like a campaign, uh, so to speak where, you know, like, Hey, we're going to, uh, reach our city with the good news about Jesus. I mean, like that's what Christmas is all about. It's the announcement that the Messiah has come into the world. The savior of the world is here. Um, that's a big deal. Uh, And so we want people to know that, uh, this is a celebration, right? Um, and so, uh, it's, it's a really good opportunity, I think, to help your people get out on mission, uh, to their neighbors. That's good, man. As we're kind of heading to the finish line, uh, I just felt led to share this with our listeners. If it's cool, I, I would say like to, if you're a church planner, listen to this or pastor, don't neglect your family during this season. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, your, your kids, it's a special time of the year for your, your wife and your kids. Like. I, I remember some of the mistakes I made early in my ministry, um, just going way back even before church planting, maybe giving too much time and energy to things that were going on at the church than I even did my family mm-hmm. during that time. So, you know, Erica might ask me, hey, can can you can you maybe take off a little bit early on Tuesday so that we can go to this parade or so we can go Christmas shopping with her? I'd be like, oh, no, I can't can't do that. So, Hey, make that time. You get one shot at this. This morning I I woke up and on my Facebook feed, I was telling you guys before we started the, um, uh, popped up from six years ago when we first moved here and it was three of our kids. Caden's wasn't even here yet. Sienna, who's now seven was in a stroller, one years old, all bundled up and uh, we were going out for a family walk. It was our first Christmas. And I just here in Canada and I, and time goes by so fast. Mm -hmm. Like don't neglect your family during this season um, God has never asked you to like sacrifice your family on the altar of growing your church. Yeah. So like take advantage of that. Make, make time. If you don't have any kids, make time for your wife, go on dates and enjoy, you know, watch a good Hallmark Christmas movie, Jared with Jen. We don't have cable. <laughs> so I can't. Unfortunately, I can't. No cable. Unfortunately, yeah, the, key, the operative I'm, word. It's, it's heartbreaking. That <laughs> not gonna be able to do that. That's but good. no, that's a good word, Matt. It's definitely a, a good word. Well, uh, I hope that uh, you guys, our listeners, have uh, gotten something out of this episode. And uh, I mean, we're praying for you guys. Pray that God uh, just blesses your church this Christmas season, and that uh, you see people come to know Jesus for the first time. Amen. Uh, that's that's ultimately why we do this. That's why we're here. That's what. It's all about. Um, I wanted to let you guys know that uh, there are going to be some changes coming up to in the trenches. Some exciting changes. Uh, we're working on. Yeah. Getting, yeah. We're working on getting a new website rolled out, and it's going to be uh, a much better uh, than our current website uh, that's you know kind of just thrown together on a WordPress platform. Uh, and so we're we're also working on doing some things to get you guys more involved. We want to get. Uh, more listener interaction. And we also want you guys to uh, feel free to start sending in your questions and maybe there's specific topics and and things that you want us to talk about. 
and so you can uh, reach out to us on social media through uh, Twitter or Facebook uh, and send us those ideas, those questions, those topics. Uh, or you can also email us. Our email address is in the show notes uh, there. And we always love hearing from you, uh, our listeners. Um, but we're excited about some of the some of the changes are going to be coming up. So uh, be, be on the lookout for that. We're going to have some announcements. We're going to have some new things that we're doing. Uh, it's pretty exciting. And we'll be rolling most of that out in January. Uh, we are going to be taking, uh, we got a, a few more episodes and we're going to be taking a two-week break uh, in the last two weeks of December. Uh, and so we won't be putting out any episodes there. I may release some um, some previous episodes from from earlier uh, in the first season. Um, and, uh, you know, just to kind of recycle through some of our most uh, listened episodes or episodes that have uh, really had an impact on people. But, uh, you know, going back to what Matt said, we, we definitely want to uh, focus on our family uh, during the Christmas season. And so um, we're going to we're going to take a short little break and then we're going to come out with a bang in January with some new stuff for you guys. So uh, anyways, want to thank you guys for listening. Head all, head over to uh, get in the dot com and you can find other episodes there and we will be back next Monday with another episode. So until then, go out there and get in those trenches, church planners.